We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, July 12th. We have plenty of Celtics stuff to do. Obviously, the Celtics play a summer league. We're recording at 4.13 p.m. right now. The Celtics play a summer league game again. Do you know who they're playing tonight? The Lakers. Celtics play the Lakers tonight. The undefeated Lakers, I believe. Mm. So we will have our reactions to that summer league game right now. Thank you to Pass Jack for throwing it over. Sam and I are now here recording on... The 13th of July at 1216, right after the Celtics game against the Los Angeles Lakers, which the Celtics won, picking up their first win of Summer League. Uh, this is obviously going to be edited into the podcast that you're hearing right now, but we're, we're recording hours later. Uh, yeah, for just just very just, late. You know, exactly. Um, the NBA did it dirty. They said they did. Just uh, stay up into the odd hours in the night to watch guys that mostly won't ever play for your team. Rat move, rat move. So, how would you want to do this? Do you want to just go over it? Do you want to do player grades? What, what what's the plan here? What are you thinking? Uh, just go <laughs> over it. All right. Well, the highlight of the night was Mr. Jordan Walsh, the rookie. Uh, twenty five points, eight rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Didn't shoot particularly well from three, but he shot ten of twenty from the field and two of seven from deep and three of six from the line. Maybe you want to see him shoot a little bit better at three throwing, but the energy was there. Jordan Walsh for most of this game acted like the primary scorer, like he was taking some middies. He was Looked taking like it to me. Up. He, he, he was trying his best to be the primary guy. And while the three-point efficiency wasn't there, he did a pretty good job at it. 25 points, eight rebounds. Like, that's a solid game. He looked good. He looked like he cared. He was hustling. He was running around out there. Looked pretty confident, to be honest exactly. with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. From what I saw. he In the fourth quarter, the game was pretty close at the end. And he was the one getting in the right spots, getting himself mm-hmm. to get good looks at the rim. Obviously being fouled at the end. Impressive looking yeah. game from Jordan Walsh today. Definitely. He looked real good. Another guy who looked real good, Jay Scrub. He might be earning himself a two-way spot. This was another really good game from Jay Scrub. And for the first time, I, for all of Summer League so far, I've been harping on the fact, how is this going to translate to a role in the Celtics? How is this going to translate? Jordan Walsh. He did. He had four assists today, yeah. only one turnover, 18.6 rebounds, four of seven from three, hustling on the defensive end, was getting out, you know, stealing some uh, passes in transition. This was the J Wall, uh, excuse me, the J Scrub game where I looked at it and like, okay, yeah, this is this is an NBA player and he could fit on the Celtics. Like he he looks really really good right now. What was it that did it for you today? Uh, the passing helped to see that he can do that. Uh, but just the way he got his buckets today, like the four threes helps because that proves he can play off the ball. And then all of his cuts today and all of his his his. Uh, plays around the rim like they were either in transition off of defense that he played or they were they weren't necessarily all let me dribble 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 drive they were like okay I'll get the ball then I'll go I'll I'll grab the ball and I'll cut around the guy like it it felt like plays he could make next to like the Jays it felt like plays and buckets that he could get on the Celtics without taking up too much of the spotlight which was good and it's again something I wanted to see Uh, and played really good defense too a steal and a block he was hustling he he was energetic Uh, he was trying he was Multiple times, the Lakers would be coming down the floor and you'd just see Jay Scrub run past and either get the steal or knock it out of bounds. Like, he's very active, which was nice to see. He's looked mm-hmm. largely to be the most consistent guy on this team so far. Yeah, him and Jay it, Walsh. At least that's what the stats tell you. Yeah. Even Walsh had a little bit of a, like, take a step back game on Sunday where Everybody was super excited after the first game where he made a bunch of threes and yeah. he just looked comfortable, which he did again today. 
didn't look comfortable with the ball in that opening game. Uh, but he looked pretty good again today, of course, led the team in scoring, perhaps the game, and they stormed back. Yeah, game game high, 25 points from Jordan Walsh. Yeah. He, he just looked more comfortable than everybody else. Yeah, him and Scrub looked like NBA players on a summer league team. You know what I'm saying? Like they looked like the players that are borderline too good for summer league, which is good for the Celtics. And again, you know, Celtics be won their cool first game. as if uh, the guys that probably are already supposed to be on the <laughs> roster that aren't Jordan Walsh look like that. Yeah, Delano Banton made his summer league debut. Did not shoot well from the field at all. Three of nineteen, yeah. one of seven from deep. Very inefficient, but he was comfortable. And and if you before you texted me. Like what's wrong with Delano Banton? Because you looked at the uh, the stat sheet. I, I didn't sat know... down. I saw him throw the ball off the rim. Yeah. And then I opened the box score and I saw three of eighteen <laughs> at the time. And I said, "What the hell is going on here?" Before you texted me that, I didn't know he was shooting that poorly. For what it's worth, so like, okay. he, I could tell he was having an impactful game. I didn't know he was shooting like that. He finished with twelve points, three rebounds, six assists. The biggest thing for me, and I saw, I think Stool Greeny tweeted this out too. Six assists, zero turnovers. Like he looked very comfortable with the ball in his hands. And on a team that you always say, like, what's going on with this guard depth? Like, are they gonna trade Brogdon? Are they gonna trade Pritchard? Like, what's going on? It, it was good for me to see that their deep bench guard was comfortable with the ball in his hands. And he really did look like he is capable of not running an offense, but like handling the ball, playmaking a little bit, doing a little bit of stuff with the um the point guard duties. Obviously, you want to see him be a little bit more efficient maybe a lot of it more efficient, uh, but he looked comfortable, which was good. Yeah, I do like the assist numbers. Love the zero turnovers. Next game, I will be looking for him to put the ball in the basket a bit more. <laughs> Would be nice. Don't don't love the three of 19 start in the summer league for Delano no. Banton, the guy who uh, is on a guaranteed NBA contract, by the way. Not ideal. Not this ideal, is not I will say. Scenario for Delano Banton. <laughs> this is a, hey, Go get some reps. Yeah, I will say a lot of the shots are shots. He's probably not going to be taken uh, on the Celtics. So maybe that's the cause for inefficiency. But regardless, speaking of turnovers, J.D. Davidson cut them down, had 11 turnovers last time out uh, or 10 turnovers. Excuse me. Only one today. He put up 11 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, two steals and two blocks. Didn't shoot too well from the field again. Three of eight, one of three, but didn't take a lot of shots. Nice all around game from J.D. Davidson. took a step back. Uh, in the scoring role, but did almost, or not almost, he did everything else on the court, which was good. J.D. Davison looks like he's getting a bit more comfortable and just not having to be the guy. He's kind of accepting that secondary role, like you said, and it's reflecting. The efficiency wasn't completely there, but three of eight isn't terrible. That's not a a shooting night that I see, and I'm like, wow, that guy sucked. I'm just like, okay, that guy just didn't have it today, but found a way to impact the game in another way. Of course, had 11 rebounds, yeah. 11 points, six assists, a couple of steals, a couple of blocks. I'm happy to see that he just wasn't chucking. Yes. When, when I see a guard, I don't necessarily <laughs> want them to take a ton of shots unless they're dominant. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Davison shouldn't be taking a million shots. They just shouldn't. And he did that tonight, which is good. Speaking of guys on NBA contracts, like we were talking about Banton, Justin Champagne, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal in the 2 blocks, 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 5 from deep, just can't get that 3-point shot under him. He was fine. He looked pretty meh throughout most of the game. Again, the 3-point shots is what you really want to see go down, especially if he's going to, not that he's going to get minutes on the Celtics, but he is part of your wing depth. He's the 14th guy. Like, you might see him a couple times in the regular season. Um just just pretty underwhelming. He had a good bounce back game in the second one, but rough. Uh, it's like a, a tough 
game sandwich with one in the middle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay. not, not great. <laughs> not great from him. He, he looked okay. He's a great rebounder. That's the one thing I can say about him. But uh, other than that, just pretty, pretty mid from Justin certainly Chibendi. seems to be hustling. He's hustling. He's trying Multiple offensive rebounds. <laughs> he had a ton yeah. in the first couple games. Another night where he was active. The shooting isn't there. His role with the Celtics is just not going to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to get cut or anything, but I don't think he's getting real minutes. He's not somebody you're like, oh, yeah, no. this guy's going to, you know, step in and be the ninth guy. Not happening. Yeah. No. Uh, speaking of hustling, Oleg Bacharowski looked pretty good in this game. He finished with five points, but he had eight rebounds, four of which were offensive, two assists, and three blocks on the night. Uh, night was highlighted by an and one to end the third quarter, almost at the buzzer. Uh, at least to seal the quarter, which helped propel the Celtics back into the lead. It, it was a big game. He looked great on defense. He was going straight up. He was contesting well at the rim. Uh, four fouls isn't ideal, but again, to me, he just looks like a younger, more raw version of Daniel Tice. Probably won't make the roster, but he's definitely a guy that I could see being back on Summer League next year for another look. Yeah, he definitely seems like he's got some work left. Not athletic enough to me. Even though I'll yeah. say the three blocks with no athleticism, pretty impressive, good on his positioning. Very good positional. Yeah, but he just still hasn't proved anything crazy to us coming in, watching his highlight Mm -hmm. tape. That was just the number one thing. I was like, none of these scoring moves are going to work. He's not dunking the ball from within the circle. It's probably not happening. No, no. His jumper looks okay, but he's not taking a ton of those shots either. Udug Azubuki, almost 1859 off the bench, almost 19 minutes, 8.7 rebounds, uh, one assist, two steals. He was okay. He just looks slow. I think that's the biggest thing for me that we didn't really pick up on the highlights when we were hyped about him. He's just really not quick enough to be a center at the NBA level right now. Okay. I was going to say which guy had the better game. Oleg. I think Oleg was a lot. Oleg was, I thought this was one of Oleg's better performances. If I had to rank the three, this is probably tops. Like he played really good positional defense. He was in the right spot on offense. Uh, Ujoka Zabuki is okay. I just don't think it's there for him. Um, And then rounding it up, Justin Bean lost a starting spot to Delano Banton and a lot of his minutes. He was okay. Yeah, he was hustling. Like no minutes for <laughs> Justin Bean. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of shots. Obviously, went one of one, uh, two points and one rebound, I believe that is. He was hustling, though. He was going for all these offensive boards. He just didn't get any because uh, they either went in or another person grabbed him. But, like, every time a shot went up, Justin Bean was sprinting towards the rim. So the hustle is there from him, which is good. Uh, Sam Grissel, again, Less than four minutes, not a lot. And then Kamar Baldwin made his first appearance of Summer League playing just under five minutes. Uh, two for three from the field, 0 of one from deep. He looked okay, looked comfortable, but nothing to write home about. But uh, top performers from this one, obviously Jordan Walsh, obviously Jay Scrub. Uh, and then J.D. Davison had the stats, but I really liked Oleg. I thought he had a very solid game uh, for his spot. But uh, yeah, a- any final thoughts here, Sam, going into the last game of Summer no, League? I'm tired as hell. Sam's tired. We'll throw it back over to the rest of the podcast. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. But now we are back with the rest of the podcast we are recording. I'll, I'll do the, the editing magic. Editing Jack will we'll work some wonders. He'll put the Summer League reactions because we're obviously going to be recording that after the game. This is being recorded before the game, so we don't stay up till 3 a.m. But <laughs> with that, uh, our first tidbit of Celtics news is that the Grant Williams trade has gone officially official. The Mavericks posted it to their PR. Everything went through. Uh, Grant Williams is on the Dallas Mavericks. Reggie Bullock is on the San Antonio Spurs. Second round picks are flying everywhere. The second round picks, Sam, you put this in here. You want you know, these are the Celtics Celtics second round picks, correct? The more yes. So the Celtics got the more favorable of Chicago's or New Orleans second round pick next season in the draft. In 2030, they will get the Mavericks second round pick 
and not on the sheet because I messed up and didn't paste it, the Celtics yeah. will get a 2025 pick swap between a bunch of teams in the second round. Okay. So it's not like one of those pick swaps where it's like, I oh, mean, this team hit the lottery. We can get their draft yeah. pick. No, it's not that. It's just second round, and they'll just take whichever one is the highest. I know you don't love second round picks, but in, in the scope of second round picks, Chicago's second round pick could be okay. Right? Like, yeah, they're not very they're good. They're paying Vucevic. They don't know what they're doing with Levine. Uh, yeah. They are just paying everybody, it seems. I mean, you like their offseason signings, but DeRozan's there still. Uh, they are a team that it feels like something is going to have to give because Lonzo well, ball, who was such a driving force in their success when they first assembled the current team they have hasn't played basketball in two and a half years, will not play this year and may never play again with this knee thing. He's been dealing with, he's had a million surgeries and he's eating 20 million on their cap sheet. So very tough. And for what it's worth, I like Chicago's off season, but I, I would love it for a team that's a fringe championship contender. You know what I'm saying? Like if the I'm trying to think if the Knicks had that off season, right? I think, okay, that's a really good off season. They were a solid playoff team last year. Now they're adding two solid bench pieces. That's great. Or, or the Cavaliers, if they had that off season, right? Mm. The Bulls weren't even a playoff team. And even with these additions, they're still going to probably be a play in team. So I don't love it. I love Javon Carter and Torrey Craig as bench pieces on a title team. They'll play fine for Chicago, but it's weird. But regardless, for the Celtics, getting that second-round pick in terms of a trade chip, because I think that's how Celtics fans should be thinking of these second-round picks, that's a pretty good trade chip to have in terms of a second. But more Celtics news. Darvin Ham recently went on the hashtag This League Uncut podcast with Mark Stein, who is a longtime NBA insider who writes his own newsletter, The Stein Line, and Sam's favorite, Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report and uh, TNT. Uh, and Darvin Ham spoke about the teams that passed on him when he was landing the Lakers coaching gig. Uh, this was Mark Stein's quote. I listed teams that, according to my unofficial account, had interviewed Ham without offering him their head coaching job. All nine of them. Uh, my list features the Celtics, Hornets, Bulls, Pacers, Timberwolves, Magic Kings, Wizards, and Clippers. And then Ham interjected with the Hawks. Uh, and then he yeah, added he was in involved with the Hawks before. Yeah. And then he added, in reference to all of them, they fucked up royally. So mm. Ham obviously holding a grudge. And f for his credit, he's a pretty good coach. He did a really good job with this Lakers team. And uh, well, yeah, Joe Missoula has more conference finals game wins than Darvin Ham. <laughs> this is true. So this is true. Now, I'll ask you this, though, Sam. I I have never been on the Joe Missoula hate trade, and I know you haven't either. If you could go back in time knowing that this was going to happen with Ime Udoku, would you hire Darvin Ham instead? Probably not. Okay. You'd rather have Missoula still? Well, I mean, I don't know. Actually, if you had him, and here's why. This is not a knock on Missoula. This is, had they hired Darvin Ham instead of Udoka, they would have had two seasons by this point under Darvin Ham. Yeah. They probably, well, actually, it's very difficult to say what success they would have had in that year one because it's that tough. year one was a mess. There was no mistake. The first half of the year sucked. They were 500. They blew a 26-point lead to the Knicks, and they decided they wanted to try. They made several trades to the deadline to kind of reshape the roster, and then everything clicked, and they made a finals run. There's no guarantee that any of that happens under Darvin Ham, so it's very tough to be like, what happens? Should they have taken him? But if you just plug and play and you say, okay, instead of one year of Yudoka, yeah. one controversy, then they have to shove Missoula in there out of nowhere. 
you can have him for two straight seasons and he can build on stuff. That sounds more appealing. But again, you don't know what the circumstances would have been. Maybe they were just nasty from the get go with him. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, it's probably like, would you trade an appearance in the finals and then a crazy coaching change for maybe they're that good, but two straight years of, okay, you'll definitely at least have the same coach. And like I said, for what it's worth, Ham was a good coach this past season for the Lakers. So he probably would have been solid in Boston, but uh, that's something we'll never know. He has a grudge. What's crazy I mean, to me is listen this year, the Celtics should have made the finals, like make no mistake. <laughs> they killed themselves. They were terrible. Miami did play up and they played well. And you have to give them credit because those guys stepped up when it counted. But at the same time, the Celtics were terrible. They were missing a bunch of open shots. I forget who it was that put out that the discrepancy in the open makes in that series was like one of the greatest. It was crazy yeah. ever. But that is a huge factor. If the Celtics just make their shots, they would have made the finals. They would have perhaps competed with Denver. Who knows? Down Now that Denver's won, it's very difficult to be like, yeah, Celtics would have beat them. But at Denver's the time, good. everybody was like, going to the playoffs the Celtics should win Milwaukee goes out yeah Celtics should win the title yeah and no you're not it wrong it was a theme even before they got to Miami just making things hard on themselves mm -hmm. is that a Missoula thing maybe no the they've been doing time, that for years yeah exactly realistically yeah but, but I, what, what's time, crazy like they still did get farther than the Lakers this make is true mistake. technically they didn't but they won more games I was going to say they both made it there, but and what's crazier to me this period of time, what's crazier to me is some of these teams that passed up on Darvin ham outside of the Celtics, <laughs> like the Hornets passed up on Darvin ham, the bulls passed up on Darvin ham. That would have been years ago. Pacers fine. Rick Carlisle is a good coach. Timberwolves. Chris Finch is fine, but like Darvin ham, what are we doing? Jamal Mosley's fine in Orlando. I get Mike Brown in Sacramento. Obviously he's one coach of the year. Coach of the year. Wes Unseld is fine. And I get Ty Lue in the Clippers, the Hawks. I, I thought like, I saw people say Wes Unseld is terrible. I don't know much about Wes Unseld. It, my, I believe, I, I'm going to look it up while you talk. I think people have like been like, what is going on with this guy? Well, that's fine. I, it, I find it hard to, to judge a coach when he's playing with the wizards roster. Because <laughs> they don't exactly have the best chances. That's like me judging Steven Silas as a coach for Houston, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I think those are similar things at the very least. I believe no, you that people don't like Wes Unseld. There, there's definitely some similarities, but Porzingis had a great season. Beal was there, as was Kuzma, who had a good season. They didn't have a great roster around those guys, make no mistake. But it does seem as if there was some questions whether Unseld will be back this season. Yeah. The Athletic put out an article when it was announced he would not be fired. Let's see. Rumors run rampant within the NBA, especially at this time of year. This was April. And as the Wizards playoff chances dwindled in recent weeks, Scuttlebutt has swirled that the younger Unseld's job could be in jeopardy. So there was talks. Hey, this guy might be out. Maybe. I, I don't know. Who knows what's happening in Washington? If I'm them, I keep him for another year. Shoot, he does the rebuilding guys, and then maybe it's time to go. But. Next thing we have in the Celtics universe, kind of the Celtics universe, there's connections there. Isaiah Thomas and Harry Giles III, both holding workouts in Las Vegas. Uh, obviously, we also heard names like Deion Waiters, John Wall holding workouts. But Isaiah Thomas, Harry Giles, two guys we haven't talked about in terms of workouts before, both with obvious connections to the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas being when he played there and was an all-star and was one of the best players in the league there. Harry Giles being best friends with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum actually fought. Uh, in the new CBA with, you know, the MBPA to get a rule in place 
saying that basically if a player was injured for a full season, that year shouldn't count to their two-way eligibility. Basically, the Harry Giles rule. So he can be eligible for a two-way contract now, which has created eyes emojis and raising eyebrows all around the league. Uh, or at least on Celtics Twitter, saying that, okay, Harry Giles should be a lock for a two-way spot on the Celtics, right? Question mark. But at the very Maybe. least, Isaiah Thomas, Harry Giles holding workouts in Vegas, both with Celtics connections, felt like something we should be talking about. Yeah, the the Giles thing is funny, isn't it? He's had injuries throughout his career. Uh, coming out of high school, he was the second-best recruit in the country. Everybody wanted him. He was him. nasty. He was he nasty. Was nasty. He played at Duke with Tatum, of course. Got drafted by Sacramento, never stuck, went to Portland on that. After his first contract session was over, psych. No, not not after his first. I think it was a trade. I think Harry Jones got traded. I'll I'll Google it while you keep talking. I think he got traded. He only spent three years in the league, I believe. He he did not get like the back half of his contract picked up. Yes, he he they declined his team option and he signed a one year deal with Portland. So I was half right. They didn't keep (laughs) him around. He didn't stick in the NBA. And he hasn't been playing in the league since then. Should the Celtics sign him? If it keeps Tatum happy, sure. Tatum, for the most part, always was the one. Like Everyone was like, he's a flight risk. He's going to leave the Celtics. Yeah. Tatum seems very content with the Celtics. He seems to really like it here. So they have done plenty of things to keep Tatum happy. They hired his buddy to be on the coaching staff, Emil Jefferson. Yep. If they bring in Harry Giles, it wouldn't be a massive surprise either. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't mind Harry Giles on a two-way deal, especially since the Celtics get three. Obviously, J.D. Davison is going to be one of those. Uh, if Giles is another, that leaves a third one for maybe a summer league guy like, I don't know, Jay Scrub or... Uh, Justin Bean. Justin Bean, a yeah. two-way guy like that. Obviously, we haven't... As we're recording this, we haven't seen who's played well in summer league tonight. Udo yeah, it would look terrible if we were like... like yeah. Jay Scrub and he has a terrible game or Justin as Bean a bookie, comes back also down playing well. a bit. Yeah, as Buki, good second bounce back game. Good for him. We'll see. We'll see if uh, we're saying this now after a terrible. I can't wait to see you guys later when like my face is gray and my eyes are falling out of my head, but I'll be here. (laughs) And so will Jack. Yeah, but uh, Harry Giles fine. I know, Sam, you've been on the Isaiah Thomas back to Boston train for a minute. Are are we out on that now or are we still on the on the railway? Do they have a roster spot roster spot left? They have one left. They have one 15th roster spot left. I feel like the Celtics have a lot of bad karma. <laughs> they <laughs> traded him away for Kyrie. Yeah. At the time was a great move. They definitely traded up like they got the better player. Kyrie stays for two years, leaves. Since then, they've had some unlucky stuff happen. They had the Hayward injury. Uh, Kemba Walker's knee goes out. If you're superstitious at all, some of this stuff lingers and it starts to pile up and you're like, are they cursed? You have Anthony Davis's dad rock hard when he gets the chance to be like Celtics (laughs) treat their players terribly. And then they trade Marcus Smart away. Did they just double down on the bad karma by trading away uh, a franchise staple for a seven foot three guy that has an injury history? Just tempting fate to be like, injure one of our players again. See if the curse lives on. Even though Porzingis did have a very durable season and I am excited for him to be a Celtic. Make no mistake. I don't think people are excited enough, but back to Isaiah. It kind of depends what's out there. We went through some of the remaining guys on the last pod, and there weren't too many guys that jumped out. Kelly Oubre was a fine name. Our commenters liked Christian Wood, even though I think he's a crybaby and doesn't play defense, so I don't know if I I really want him near the Celtics. I like Justice Winslow and Wes Matthews. Winslow's an exciting one, and Matthews is a good veteran to have around, so all those guys are probably more worth having than Isaiah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 
there comes a point where you're like, is player X worth having on the team over Isaiah? So let's just like think back to last year, right? They signed Justin Champagny before the playoffs. And you're like, really this guy, like he's playing (laughs) summer league now. And he did have a good bounce back in the second game after having a rough start. Yeah. No, there's like a weird, like, I mean, Miami kept Haslam on their roster for years and managed to find literally every guy underneath a rock that could be a end of the bench guy. And they all turned up against the Celtics in the playoffs. So it doesn't really hurt to have a guy on the end of your bench that you're not going to play. That might just be valuable to your franchise. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. It's indifferent at this point. It feels like the time has passed for that. And they really need to build a winning team, especially with the uncertainty around like the guard rotation right now with the weird smarts gone and the weird Brogdon thing, which maybe Toronto wants them. Maybe they don't little segue there for you. Yeah. Last thing on the Isaiah, before we get into the Siakam stuff we have, I wouldn't mind Isaiah. No, I, I just like, I wouldn't mind Isaiah. My only question, and this has always been the thing with Isaiah. It feels like he wants to play. Like, I don't think he would come to Boston if he can't play. And he's, Sorry, spoiler, he's not playing. He's just no, not going to get minutes. Play. I'd rather play Pritchard if they're both on the team. I'd rather play Banton. And that's not a knock on Isaiah. It's just... Like, oh, they're young. They're young and they have like... Yeah. Can I find something with this guy? And you want to talk about a defensive liability. Sorry, mm. but like that, that, is, that is that. In his prime he was. Exactly. So imagine him now. But anyways, like Sam said, there is some rumors rumblings a report an article thank you that is the word uh an article put out by brian rob about the idea of a pascal siakam trade and the celtics getting involved not as the siakam home but as a third team in the deal now mark stein put out something saying that pascal siakam trade talks could be ramping up they could be you know becoming an actual thing something came out i believe that siakam wouldn't sign an extension with the hawks so that could be maybe like deterring them who are one of the top suitors them and the Pacers are some of the top guys in that. Um, But this is from Brian Rob stay with the Raptors. He does. And I I don't know going on up there. Well, I I don't, I don't, I think it's different. I think a lot of international players like staying in the place because they came over from, no, it's true. uh, He's from Cameroon, I think. Yeah. And so he's like, this is my new home. Why would I want to leave my new home? It's all it's they the know. Same... It's their only kind of taste yeah. of North American culture, you have to say, because they're Canada. You forget they're yeah. in other countries sometimes because they're just in the yeah. league. But um, yeah, very weird stuff in Toronto. They really don't know if they want to suck or not. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Brian Rob basically saying, I won't read the quotes. We, we, we were listening back to our last episode. And we're like, wow, I'm just really reading for a long time. Maybe I shouldn't. But Brian Rob basically saying the Celtics aren't going after Siakam. But the Raptors could need a guard. They lost Van Fleet, have Schroeder now, but still, all they have is Malachi Flynn. Rob, Brian Robin Maslav noting the Raptors' potential interest in Malcolm Brogdon last year. last year. Yep. Obviously, it was the Celtics and the Raptors as finalists. Brogdon chose the Celtics, and so that's where he went. However, Brian Rob noting, could the Raptors be interested in Brogdon or even Peyton Pritchard now? Three team swap of some sort, Celtics getting back something in the deal. Now, Sam, you wrote here, what are they getting back? Is it worth it? I have potential guys they could get back from each team. Spoiler alert, none of them are very good. None of them are very good outside of the Hawks ones. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a bit unfair. (laughs) Go on. I'll rephrase. Outside of the Hawks and maybe one guy from the Raptors, you're really not getting much. Like, for example, from the Pacers, the best you could get is probably a Daniel Tice or TJ McConnell. Now, I love Tice as much as the next guy. You have healed there with a question mark, too. 
I have heels as a question mark because and this would it, be in the case of a Brogdon swap where you have to ask yourself, is it worth giving up Brogdon for healed? And the answer is no. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. But if the Pacers are looking to match salaries, healed would be one of the guys, unless they're giving up Miles Turner. And I don't think that would be a fit for Boston anymore with proposing is in town. And I don't think they would want to give that up in a deal. Um, but in the case of the Raptors, who would obviously be involved in either deal, Chris Boucher and Thad Young are two names. Thad Young is old at this point. He's fine, but he wouldn't play. Chris Boucher is at least like interesting, but giving up Brogdon for him doesn't make much sense at this point. I don't think. Chris Boucher is fine. Might get pushed around. Undersized, six foot nine, 200 pounds per basketball reference. Uh, if you bring him off the bench in a playoff series to try and get in the way of him, beater Giannis, it probably isn't going to go well for him. He can shoot threes a little bit. Not the best percentage, 33.4 for his career. But he's had some flashes during his time in the league. Did I feel like on the Warriors. I didn't know that either. I feel like Boucher would be more like, I'm trying to think of the way. He'd be more like a second Rob rather than a second Al or Porzingis. Like you could have those guys guard the bigger guys and have Boucher because he's a good shot blocker at the very least. And he's pretty athletic. So play him in that role. But again, like Sam, you talk about all the time, the Celtics guard rotation. Would you trade Malcolm Brogdon for a fourth big man? Like, no, no, that doesn't make sense. So the guard rotation getting... is a bigger question mark than people think. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird spot. I, I now, said it last time. I guess if Brogdon wanted out, we would have heard it by now, but uh, it's weird. I don't I don't know how it works exactly. But if the Raptors were getting right all these pieces back, would you want Gary Trent? How much does he make? I don't I think he just signed a new deal with the Raptors. He did. Um Gary Trent contract. I'm look for statistics to tell you if I think I'm so. looking out. He signed a three-year, fifty-one million dollar contract, uh, I believe, this year. Oh wait, no, he. I'm sorry, he opted into his player option, is what it was. So okay. he's going to make final year of his deal this year. He makes eighteen point six. So there's that. He's a fine player. I don't think he was super efficient this past year. Now you also have to consider forty-three, he, thirty-seven splits. Okay, that's better than I thought. He, mm. uh, what did he shoot the year prior? Am I crazy or did he have an efficiency? He was better. Year? He was 41-4, but he was 38-3 yeah. from three. Okay. Well, I wouldn't hate it. I know he's a very good um, – he's good at getting steals. He's an, he's a solid defender, but he's like he's more of, okay, he gets steals. Maybe he's not the best on ball. But I wouldn't hate it if they are determined to trade Brogdon but you do lose a significant amount of ball handling in that. And so there is some concerns, but out of all of the pieces you could get back from the Raptors in that deal, I, I, I would be okay with Gary Trent to put it that way. I'd rather Brogdon. I, I think too. you make a really good point with the ball handling. I think the ball handling is the important thing because we toss around guards on this show. I really think they need ball handlers, which is mm -hmm. why I think Bantam was a good addition. I like your pitch for Winslow as a free agent over in Isaiah because there's actually a need on this team right now. If you can find something with whoever it may be that you bring in, it's going to be such a big get because it it's just a lot of uncertainty right now. This is the first time we've seen a team without Marcus Smart on it for nine years. He's obviously not the head of the snake. He's not the star player, but he did have a good role on this team being able to handle the ball as the starter. He was very good at setting up his teammates. How much are they going to miss that? They could miss it, but Brogdon at least gives you the ability to handle the ball. Is he going to set up his teammates? Not positive on that one, right? 
That's your favorite thing to say, but it's true. At the very least, he can create shots and get himself downhill to the basket. My thing with Brogdon, I think as much as I have been negative on Brogdon, I also don't think it's completely his fault. I think the Celtics used him in the wrong way because they already had two ball handlers in Marcus Smart and Derek White, and they played through much so much through the Jays. Like this was a guy who averaged seven assists a night uh, a couple years ago, and when we were talking about the Celtics adding more ball handling, this was like he was a constant. Yeah, they should go get this guy. He should be a guy they go get like it on Celtics Twitter. And they did it. But then they used him as another shot creator rather than a playmaker. Now, with Smart gone, maybe they use him more as a playmaker, which I think is useful. And I think he can do that. But he needs to accept that role. The Celtics need to give him that role. And I I do think you'll see maybe less points, but more assists from him this year, which I think I'd be fine with. Obviously, I think that'd be great. But I think Gary Trent would be fine. Again, less ball handling. Not great. Now, from the Hawks. Uh, the two guys I have are Sadiq Bey or Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich obviously is on a massive contract, but he is under contract, so that like you wouldn't have to worry about bringing him back. He's going to make. Oh, also thirty. I lied. I lied. He's not on a long term contract. I could have sworn he was on a long term deal, but here it says he's just under contract for next season for eighteen mil. Maybe I'm losing my mind. I I, I could have sworn he was on a long term. Tell deal. you what, Bogdanovich, he's a motherfucker. You watched in the playoffs. <laughs> he would not leave the Celtics alone when Atlanta was playing the Celtics in the first round. He was keeping Atlanta in a lot of those games. He was a big reason why Atlanta got the two wins that they got. And he is a real pest. So he would not be a, a bad return. Again, I really would like somebody to handle the ball if they're getting rid of Brogdon. As for Pritchard, that's where Sadiq Bay comes in. Okay. Correct? Yeah. I am correct. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sadiq Bay could come back. He's making less money and he's under contract for next year. And that's it. I believe uh, he's a wing. Bogdanovich did just sign a contract extension. So that is what I was thinking of for four years, 68 million. Uh, he declined his player option for next year and then signed on for four years, 68 million. So he'll be actually making a little bit less than 18, okay. um, which isn't terrible, but that's not bad again, though. You're losing the ball handling in that deal. Bogdanovich is not really a ball handler. He averaged 2.8 assists per game this past season, which honestly, I mean, that's not terrible. At his best, he's averaged 3.8 assists when he was on the Kings, 3.4, 3, 3. So he's an okay ball handler. He can dish out some assists. It's not like he's one of these, you know, one assist night uh, guys whose only job is to score the ball. And he's 6'6", too, so he does have some height. Not a great defender, not a complete liability. Sadiq Bey, obviously 6'7", also not a great playmaker, 1.5 assists this past season, uh, 36% from deep. He's not the best shooter, but he's a solid shooter. He's a bigger wing kind of run into he's very similar to O'Shea Brissett in my opinion at the very least at that point I wouldn't mind Bogdanovich of all of the players listed that we just went over Bogdanovich would probably be the best one in my opinion you think so I bet he's the most impactful that's for sure I just don't like the idea of sacrificing Brogdon who can create and get downhill for a shooter and I know you said that He's the top of my list, but I still wouldn't do the deal. I'll put it that way. Yes. Like, I, I wouldn't trade Brogdon for any of those guys. He is the now, best player on this list. Yes. Now, if you are giving up Pritchard to Atlanta for Bay, honestly, I wouldn't even do Pritchard for Bay at this point. I might. I think but, Bay is more upside. I think that's fine. But then you have Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Delano Banton, right? Like your guard depth is really shaky at that point. Plus, you already have. O'Shea Brissett, you already have Sam Hauser, you already have, you know, I talk about wing depth too, but like, 
I don't know. It, it, it's shaky. The, the Celtics roster feels like you have just enough players at every single position that are playable and like messing with that for upgrades. You really need to nail the upgrades if it's going to work. Um, <clears throat> so it's a little tricky, but at the very least, interesting to see um, that the Celtics could get uh, could get in on a potential Celt- uh, Siakam three team deal. I still would think it'd be cool for them to get Siakam, but I don't think that's a very realistic pros- possibility at this point in time. But uh, the next Celtics thing we have on the docket today um, is more stuff that I just simply don't care about because it's Damian Lillard. And we right. talk about it. I, I, it's so annoying because we have to talk about it, right? We do. Well, it's less that we have to talk about it. It's just we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it is Celtics news and we cover Celtics news and this is Celtics news. So we have to talk about it, but I don't want to anymore. But <clears throat> Sham Strania of The Athletic went on the Pat McAfee show and talked about uh, Damian Lillard. And this was his quote, whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Celtics, those are among the two teams that have had a level of interest in Lillard. The answer has been a resounding no. He wants to be in Miami, period. And if you trade for him, there's a risk of trading for a disgruntled player. I don't care anymore. That's my mm. take. I, I don't give a shit anymore. Trade him to Miami so we don't have to talk about it. That's that's all I want now, right? No, I don't want him to get his way. I, I, am, I am past the point of... Nope. of I'll, I'll sit better. with this for a year and a half if he doesn't get his way. That's fine. It would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you know, he's I, really I would love to see another Ben Simmons thing. I would. GMs need to put these guys in their place. Damian Lillard has no leverage. He signed a contract extension. I don't want to hear about how Portland's not treating him right or how free agents are going to look at this in the future and decide not to go to Portland, even though that point's not valid. Anyway, even if it was, you have to take into account that they paid this guy an extension for a huge amount of money as he ages as a small guard. They did him a favor. They could have been like, no, we want to wait to pay you and decide what your value is at the time. Instead, they threw a bunch of money. He's financially secure. He has an NBA contract until he's 36. And now he's trying to strong arm them because they did him a favor. I hate yeah, it. I, I, and, yeah. and if you've listened to the last couple of shows, I'm sorry. I'm just running out the same spiel, but it's true. So if the Celtics could get Dame without giving up JB, would you not even do it anymore? I think you have to have a serious thought process about it being like, Okay, this guy's going to be a negative asset by the time he's done with us. It's true. Yeah. No, you're There's, right. There is almost no way by the time he's 36 that Damian Lillard is worth $63 million with the new CBA, with the vice grip on the league it has. That's the guy you want to spend almost half your cap room I, on? Him? I do think there is something to say about surrounding him with the talent that would be on the Celtics that he would be still more effective than he is in a role where he's doing everything. That's not to say I would pay him $66 million at 36, but if you could get him, isn't it? I know, but like, you're making a good point, but you're still like, that's so much money. I know, but like getting him without Jalen, then you're looking at, okay, maybe we like, oh, but at that point, actually Jalen this year, fire, you're rolling out Lillard, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and then whoever else you have left, but it's kind of too late to do that. The free agency actually out on it now. Hmm. Because you can't do it without giving up Derek White, too. It's not financially possible. He makes $46 million. All trades we went over had Grant Williams in a sign-and-trade going to Portland. It There's really no logical way to make it happen, unless it is Brogdon and Rob and Al, or Brogdon and Derek White. And at that point, you're just giving up the core of your team. And and I don't think you can do that, right? Am I, financially, it just doesn't work otherwise, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think yeah, you're right. So. I think I'm out on a Damien Lillard deal if I and I was on the fence before and now now we could just say no thank you. Um yeah. 
Yeah, it's just I'm 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 sick of it. I I would like him to be traded already to I don't care where and get it over with and whatever. Uh, you can keep dying on the hill of trade him to uh, Serbia yeah. or wherever you want. They to should. Go. <laughs> I'm gonna play with the Jokic brothers. All right, I think that concludes our NBA stuff today. Obviously, like we said, we will insert Celtic the summer stuff. league stuff. NBA uh, stuff coming stuff. up. Sorry, yes. We will insert the Celtics Summer League at the beginning of the show when I did the whole editing Jack thing. Uh, but for now, we can jump in to the NBA. Let's get going here. Um, first NBA topic of the day. What do we have? What did I have on the sheet? Uh, new rule changes. Mm. Sam, I saw you I saw you tweet about this, I think. W. Um, the NBA implementing two official new rule changes with the new league year. In-game flopping penalty. Uh, when an official calls a flop or a physical act, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the offending player will be charged with a non-unsportsmanlike tech, and the opposing team will get a free throw. Um, player will not be ejected based on flopping violations, whatever. And then the second one is expanded use of the coaching challenge, coaches challenge, excuse me. Um, if they win the coaches challenge, they get a second one, and it caps out as two, kind of like football. Uh, both good, both W's. I like both. Yes, these you're going to see more challenges in the first half, which is a great thing because there are times in games where calls sway the outcome. Even if it's not in the last minute, the problem is that end of game time is so crucial that coaches are afraid to use a challenge. So having to, or at least getting a second one for winning the challenge will encourage more of that as it should. You shouldn't get punished for being right early in the game. All right. I agree. So, flopping rule, impromptu draft, snake, you first. Top five <laughs> guys who are now screwed. Uh, Luca. Luca is your I think first Luka overall is pick. Screwed. Uh, yes, yes. Luka okay. I'll pick the Philly boys, both of them. Harden and Embiid. Oh no, that was a great pick. No. Yeah. Oh, I fumbled. I fumbled. I fumbled. I fumbled. I fumbled. Let's oh. let's go to Basketball Reference. Actually, let's put some thought no. into this. Okay. <laughs> no, no. And no. I want I, you to pull it up too. I don't think you understand how mad I am. <laughs> I can't believe you picked Luca first. I was like, I, really? Hard was like the first, like, like one, one, like that was the Wemby pick. You caught me off guard. You caught me off guard. I put I it on ready. the sheet. I just I did was it. Getting, no, I was getting Slack messages. I was reading stuff. And then you said <laughs> impromptu draft. I was like, oh no, who flops? And then I thought, like, oh no. Okay. 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 Um, Take a brief pause. Oh, I've took... got the list up in front of me. I recommend you do it too. For what? Free Total throws free attempted? throws for yeah. last season. So you... Some shocking names towards the top of this. I season. know. You went with the Philly boys, both of them. Yes. Now, towards the top of this list is... uh, LeBron James is somewhere. I question... He's probably lower just because it's totals. Well, I was going to say, I question how willing refs are going to be to give LeBron James the flopping tech. Do you know what I'm saying? That's very true because he did throw a temper tantrum on the garden floor <laughs> and they didn't even give him a tech. My thing is like, are they going to give some players preferential treatment? Like are Harden and Embiid going to get more of them because they do flop so much? Is LeBron going to get less of them because he is well-established is a guy like Giannis not going to get punished as much because he doesn't flop as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't there's think gonna be a lot really that goes flops. He just like kills people. That's my thing. But when he yeah. does flop, are they not going to call it or are they going to call it more? Cause they're not used to seeing it. My second pick is going to be Trey young. I, I think he mm. flops plenty. I think he will be up there. So he's going to be mine. Um, Benedict Matherin. That was my next one. I'm not picking Ben. 
I'm not picking Ben Matherin, but the fact that he was top 15 in free throws last season is nuts. It is <laughs> could, nuts, isn't it? I was like, that him. was the name that like jumped off the page to me. I was like, really? This guy's towards the top of the list. Good for him. It's really because good he for played, him. I think, almost all the games. He played a lot and he did but get he, to the Even if you do lot. per game, he's 21st. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good pick. Um Okay, I can't believe I fumbled the Philly guys. That actually really upsets me. Um, my next pick, I I think I'm gonna go for Jason Tatum. I think I mm. think I have to. I really think he'll be towards the top. I really think he's gonna do it a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tatum. Now, I question how often they're going to call flopping penalties on charges because that's the question mark, right? Like if players trying to draw a charge, they don't get a ton of contact and they fall in ways. Is that a flop or is it a defensive foul? And so I think that could sway some things, but I'm going to go with Tatum or excuse me, Trey Young and Tatum as my wraparound. Okay. Um, next pick, Fat Lowry. He's finished. The only thing oh, he had yeah. left to get him on the floor was flopping, and now he can't do it anymore. So it's very interesting <laughs> to see how his 2023-24 season goes. One, if he's even going to be playing for the Heat, because it sounds like they're going to trade him or wave him. And two, yeah. what he's actually going to do if he gets to go in games. And then, unfortunately, I have to put Marcus on the list. Yeah. Because yes. that is a staple of his baiting defensive game. Mm-hmm. He does go after those calls a decent amount. Uh, okay, so I get two more picks here. You have two more, and then I have one to finish. Oh, man, this is tough. It's getting tough now because, like, I feel like, okay, I'm going to go for a pick that I think will become one of these guys. Maybe hasn't shown it. I'm going to go Jordan Poole. I think you That's get a him. That's pick. I just looked. More, I was looking yeah. at him too. More minutes in Washington. He's going to be a larger focal, focal point. He's going to be taking more of these shots. I think he falls down a lot, and I, I think he gets called for some of these these uh, flops. Uh, I think so I'll go with him. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go Julius Randle as my last pick. Okay. I well, think he he's going to anyway, be flailing. So he's really finished. <laughs> I think he's going to be flailing around a lot going for these free throws. So, yeah. See, I don't know. I was going to pick Randle, but I don't really know if he's flailing around as much looking for contact or he's just out of control. I know, but I think regardless, the refs are going to interpret it as a flop. Okay. <laughs> he's just going to be like fumbling around out of control and then they'll call him. <laughs> okay. Sleeper pick. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves talked a lot towards the end of the season about modeling his game after James Harden, learning how to draw fouls and foul bait. Mm. I'm very curious. One, he was in the top 50 of this list without having a massive role on the Lakers for the entire season. He started to get more, more run, more responsibility as the playoffs grew closer. Now that they just gave him a four-year contract, expect him to be a focal point of the offense. I'm wondering if, He's going to get exposed a bit by the officials for trying to foul bait, which is, I, I guess is could. technically different than flopping, but we'll see how they interpret it. That's what I'm saying. I think you could see a lot of like, you know, is does this count as a flop? Is this a defensive foul? Is this just them, you know, actually getting contact? Cause like I was watching summer league and there was a flop called in summer league, but then there was somebody tried to draw a charge and it clearly wasn't a charge and he fell down. And they just called nothing. So it's like, when do they call it? And when do they call just nothing? It's going to be a weird thing to see how the NBA. I think this stuff should be more of a detriment to the offensive players. If they do it correctly. I think you see a lot more. Oh, these guys falling on the three pointers. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I think I hope so. If they're falling down a three point shot, double tech, just get them out of the game. 
I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you. This is uh, this may be the best thing the NBA has ever done. You're very excited for this. <laughs> but you're in all seriousness, excited. Embiid and Harden might be finished. <laughs> they could get called for like a lot Embiid watching him for that well six of the seven games in the playoffs. He falls down all the time. Yes. He falls down even when it doesn't make any sense. I wonder if there's going to be like a first quarter play where he just falls down off a rebound and they just hit him with the fastest tech you'll ever see. I hope so. I think it'd be super funny. Do you know what the best part of it's going to be, though, that you haven't even talked about and you haven't even thought about? And I'm going to blow your mind. <clears throat> the best part is going to be watching him beat and harden, get called for a flopping penalty, a flopping tech, and then Nick Nurse on the sideline. What do you mean? Yeah, what do you maybe mean? he'll it's flop. A flop. Too. <clears throat> oh, it's going to be. What what a beautifully terrible triad. Just, yeah. just oh, oh man. It's gonna it's be like great. Anyway, blind mice, but they're all rats. <laughs> the three blind rats. We gotta make yeah. a graphic for that. Maybe we'll slap that on a t-shirt. We're getting close. Um, yeah. but next thing we have anybody on the that agenda... designs t-shirts, by the way. Yes, hey, if you seriously, if you design t-shirts, leave a comment in the YouTube, DM one of us on Twitter. Uh, we're making ratless merch for a thousand subscribers. We promised Landon at like what 300. We promised, yeah, we it. promised Landon like a month ago at 300. <laughs> we, we I, to be honest, Landon, I'll speak to you here. Landon, when we promised you that, I truly did not think it would be for a long time. Yeah, me neither, <laughs> but I'm glad it is. It's just we're gonna have to get working on that, anyways. The next NBA thing we have is Bleacher Report put out a grouping uh, of trades. That we're going to react to. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I, I always find it interesting to react to Bleacher Report trades just because I think, okay, you know, new ideas. Let's see if these work out for these teams. So uh, let's take a look. They titled it Five Wild NBA Trades That Could Actually oh, yeah. Work. It is from Zach Buckley. Uh, you can full screen it here if you'd like. Sam Zach Buckley's a legend, by the way. Love Zach Buckley. Yeah. What a beast. What a beast he is. Get him on. Um, <laughs> maybe we should imagine we're just on. like, yeah, thank you for all your work. We've like gotten so much. Yoinked. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this is a cat to the Hornets trade. Hornets get Carl Anthony Towns. Timberwolves get Terry Rozier, PJ Washington sign and trade and two first round picks. I honestly don't hate this for either team. I think the Timberwolves would probably want a larger return uh, for Carl Anthony Towns. Considering they but, have no picks, yes. Yeah, but if they are trying to diversify their roster and like break up the bigs, like PJ Washington's a solid power forward. Terry Rozier would be a nice six man for them. Uh, and maybe even a successor to Mike Conley once he moves on or retires. Like he's not the same, obviously, but like he's a point guard and he's a high level one. I think they'd want a larger return. And then for the Hornets, I love this. I mean, this is that you're getting so much Hornets talent. Hornets to make a move. <clears throat> they I should was be. saying this to you in private before the draft. I was really like, are they going to trade this pick? Like it seems like they kind of need to take a swing soon on trying to get somebody to play for their team. I thought it might have been Siakam because yes. Toronto was in that weird spot and still is where it's not certain if what they're trying to do and if they wanted to rebuild i thought getting that second pick could be good for them but they're not gonna they didn't do it so that ship has sailed yeah i agree so um i, I would like cat for them i think it's good but uh i don't know it, it just just feels kind of weird bulls heat trade levine and terry to the heat hero robinson jovich to the bulls don't care they're trading for damn anyways this isn't gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I am curious about this though because the longer this goes, I'm not convinced Dame is getting traded to the Heat. I don't know where he's gonna go. Don't ask me. Okay, but if it was a shoe in thing to happen, it would have probably happened already. They would have been like, okay, we'll take this. Like Tyler Hero is not a negative asset for Chicago. This is a decent trade. I love this like, for Chicago. 
they get somebody that they can somewhat plan around for the future. Notice I didn't say build. Uh, But they also (laughs) get Jovic in that deal as well, who Heat fans seem to like. He put on some muscle. And Duncan Robinson, who had a bit of a resurgence in the playoffs, so he could not be a negative asset this season. And they get rid of Zach Levine, who they've reportedly been interested in parting ways with. Yeah. So, and I think his contract is top five worst in the league. Something I wrote about, I wrote about this trade for Bulls Bar today. I think one of my sentences was, I don't think this trade drastically changes the ceiling of the Bulls this season. <laughs> like, I think Hero's not as good as Levine, but he's not, like, super far off. Am I crazy? Like, I think he's a solid No, player. he's not. And he's I really think not. He, that's why That's why I'm always mm-hmm. like, Zach Levine should not be making $60 million. Yep. And Robinson, Robinson is another quality rotation piece. He'd still have DeRozan. He'd still have Vooch. He'd still have John Carter. Torrey. Honestly, like, how would you rather spend $60 million, top or bottom? Bottom. Yeah. Tyler Hero and Robinson. I agree. Easy. So, and this is I'll with Duncan Robinson, that. by the way, who is considered but a negative I will say, before he got finger surgery. At the same time, if I'm the Heat, I'd rather have the top. Because I think Levine is the better player and you, it's higher ceiling now yeah this feels like a free pickup if you're miami because hero didn't play for you exactly exactly and Dalentary's fine he's nothing but maybe i think we're getting a lot of confusion across the league of tyler hero is a negative asset versus tyler hero is a free upgrade i think he's becoming quickly underrated which is crazy uh siakam to the pelicans in this trade siakam goes to new orleans Valanchunas, Larry Nance Jr., Dyson Daniels, Kira Lewis, and two first-round picks in 24 and 26 the goes hall. to the Raptors. That's a pretty good haul. Dyson Daniels is a great young player. He's a tall guard. He looks like he has a lot of potential. He can fill the point guard spot for them in uh, Toronto. Kira Lewis could give them some depth as well. I don't know if they've had, they'd have any interest in Valanchunas or Larry Nance, but they can move them out in another uh, you know three-team thing. But uh, I like it for the Pelicans at the very least. I think he'd be a fun piece to put next to Zion if he's ever on the court or at the very least, you know, next to Ingram and CJ McCollum. Yeah. Fine. You in on this? You're fine. Yeah. Don't care. This is a don't care. <laughs> All right. Blazers and Hawks swapping point guards. Hawks get Dame Lillard. Blazers get Trey Young, Jalen Johnson, 24 first, 29 first, and two first round swaps. Now, before we even talk about the trade, this trade is why people are so mad that Miami is getting game because their package doesn't even like come close to no. coming close to this. <laughs> this is a good return for Dame. The only issue with this is Trey Young plays the same position as Dame and Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons. So they really don't need any <laughs> yeah. more guards that are small on the Blazers team. But in terms of this is what we're getting back for Dame Lillard. This is a good return. And then they can yeah. work to decide what they want to do with Trey Young, who's still young, literally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, who they want to keep around in their roster. They want to keep Young. Do they want to keep Simons? Do they want, I mean, they probably want to keep Scoot. You know what Everybody I do? Everybody is raving about that guy. If I'm them, I do this, expand it into a three team deal, trade Trey Young to the Knicks and get RJ Barrett. <clears throat> Maybe that. You know Maybe what I'm saying? Or even, or trade Trey Young to the, uh, the Trailblazers. Or, excuse me, I'm an idiot. Trade Trey Young to the Nets. Get back, whatever, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like just there, take there are the pathways. Pieces. Literally, call me crazy. It kind of feels like Portland has a top already. Like they don't need to keep adding to the top of their roster. It feels like they need to build around yeah. Scoot, who <laughs> might not be ready yet, but everybody seems to think he's going to be great. So he's really good. Yeah. What do they really need? Do they need another star, or do they, they need a I center? Mean, Simons and Shady and Sharp, by all accounts, are good too. Jeremy Grant's going to make a bunch of money. They need a center. They have Yusuf Nurkic, and mm. that's it. So that's what they need, I think. 
Uh, last trade of this Sixers and Bucks swap backcourt leaders, James Harden to the Bucks for Drew Holiday in a 24 second. I would laugh in the face of the uh, 76ers if I'm the Bucks. No shot. No chance I give up Drew Holiday for James Harden. Yeah, why would you do that if you're Milwaukee? <laughs> hey, let's <laughs> no chance. Let's trade for this guy who sucks in the playoffs and doesn't play any defense for one of our better or <laughs> our best perimeter defense. Uh, well, Giannis. I don't know. Best perimeter Sorry. defender. I'll give you. I'll give you best perimeter defender. Yeah, for our best perimeter defender who's not really like hurting us in any way. Why would, why would they get rid of him? He was an all-star you know, last year. He's a top what? 10 point guard in the NBA. I mean, I know hate Harden is too, but like, no, I, this is, this is bad. No, thank you. Um, yeah, those are Zach Buckley's trades. Uh, I, interesting. Like I said, I just like always reacting to those trade articles, but next piece of NBA information we have Sam's favorite player in the NBA, Zion Williamson. Uh, recently made an appearance, a, a stand-in. I don't even know what it was. And he, he answered the tough questions. He did. And good for yeah. him. I respect. I respect it. Um, let me let me share this briefly because uh, I just think it's funny that he's just kind of standing there on the podcast. Like he's just not even like sitting down. He's trying I, to burn extra calories no. by standing up. I don't know if this was a thing where these four guys were recording the podcast and Zion just stopped by for a second to say hi. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's the question. But regardless, they asked Zion about the di- his diet and like his struggles. And he said, there are times where I will say, man, that shit's hard. It's hard, man. Like 2022. It's Zion, by money. the way, who does not look in great shape if you pull that back up. No, 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 no. feels like all the money in the world, man. It's hard. But I'm at a point where because of certain things, I'm putting back wisdom around me. Just people around me with wisdom who put me on game to certain things and go from there. And I, I mean, as much as we can crap on Zion, like being a 20 and a 22, like it's a lot of money and a lot of irresponsibility. And it, it sounds like he knows that and he's acknowledging it and he's trying to get better. But I, I respect him for, like you said, answering the tough question. Yeah, I respect them for being like, why are you fat? <laughs> it's true. Like I Pelicans know, I know. fans probably want to know the hell. Mm-hmm. Mind yeah. you, when Zion got drafted, it was like the top prize. It was like Wemby all over again, where we had all seen Zion since he was like 15, 16 years old doing big dumb North Carolina. And he gets drafted, doesn't really play in the first season, plays one year. I don't know if it was the second or third season where he actually took minutes and made an all-star team. Mm. And then he just really has not been a consistent piece of their rotation. Yeah, that was the number one pick. And there's all this stuff that he doesn't want to play there. Did James Harden start a trend by pretending to be fat or getting fat on purpose? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, Like I said, good for him for answering the question. Want to see him get back on the court. It was his second season. He played 61 games. No playoff appearances for Zion, though, which is weird because, I mean, I guess they've only made it once and he was injured that season. So it is what it is. But regardless, Uh, next thing, this isn't a long thing, but I just thought it was funny. Sam, Kyrie Irving's contract as a hmm. trade kicker. Do you know what that means? Do you understand? He like, gets more money. <laughs> yeah. He if there's more money if he gets traded. How crazy is that? What are the Mavericks doing? Like, why? <laughs> well, does this give the Mavericks leverage? How so? Spin zone. Okay. Say Kyrie throws a fit and he, he wants to be traded in two years, right? Okay. What team is going to... To want to pay him more money after he has essentially disrupted his fourth franchise and continues to age. More money? I will counter with 
if there's any player that'd be willing to sit out, it's Kyrie. So they can, that can is just very like, true. Yeah. Later. Nobody hates <laughs> basketball quite like Kyrie. So there's a chance he could just be like, no, I'm not playing. Deal with it. Um, Bleacher Report put out, put out an article today calling it a dangerous game. They're playing with that deal. Um, Cause if it doesn't to. work, I know they do, but I think it was stupid for them to make the trade in the first place. But regardless, yeah, Kyrie's deal has a trade kicker. I just thought that was funny. Last NBA thing we have to talk about before getting into the rattlers. James Harden expected to be back in Philly. Sam, I know you saw this report. You want to talk about it a little? Yeah, James Harden. All the signs are starting to point back that he's not leaving the Sixers. We kind of touched on this last time we did a show where he was at the super cool party where they all wear white shirts. And he was hanging out with all his Sixers teammates and Michael Rubin, who used to own the team. Now it's starting to come out. He might not be getting traded. Good for Daryl Morey. W for the GMs. I just don't think it should ever be even a thought or or that it's legal that you can opt into the final year of your contract, then demand a trade. Yeah. <laughs> like you had the option to not play for the team anymore. Like that's the end of it. A bit weird. I mean, it makes sense for him to be back. Obviously, we talked about it last podcast. I think that's good for us as Celtics fans. Yeah. It, what, him being back? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. put him – I mean, you were devastated – and the guys that aren't going to be good anymore because of the flopping rule draft. This is true. Yeah. I would love that. Uh, we talked about last episode and B talking about wanting him back. It sounds like he'll be back, but then what happens if he has a bad season? How much is he going to get? Like he could have just taken a huge L if he comes back to Philly. <laughs> I mean, he's in terms of, I money. don't think he's going to be great. Well, that's my in point. All seriousness, should... not even making fun of the flopping thing. Like he wasn't bad no, last but... year. He was bad I... in the playoffs when they were onto him. I read this in the same article. It was Greg Schwartz who wrote like contracts could be bad in three years. He said, this was an L by Harden. If he goes back to Philly, doesn't have a good season. He's not going to get the same money he would have gotten this year. And so like L for Harden, but uh, whatever. It is what it is. All right. So we go to the rat list, wrap it up and get on out of here. Yes. Let's do it. Now, Sam texted me this after our last podcast where we talked about Jonah Hill, which was very well received. A lot of people like the Jonah Hill talk. At least my mom, my sister. Yeah, your mom and sister were like, Jack, we need to talk. They yeah they they enjoyed the Jonah Hill conversation mostly because they don't like Jonah Hill. But Sam mentioned putting ratless people on trial for the rat list. Mm-hmm. I have the perfect starting spot. This is this the, is an old uh, thing. Rat investigation. Cool. <laughs> the rat investigation. Yes, this is an old thing. And actually, Joey Spatula's DM me on Twitter about it because he just wanted to know my thoughts. And I had a conversation with him about this a couple weeks ago. But Britney Spears put out a new video mm-hmm. about Victor Wembanyama today, demanding a public apology. This you've never any of the Britney Whitney uh I've heard about it but I haven't paid attention to it so this is perfect listeners if you don't know uh we can go to class together okay okay this is this is this was huge Sam this was this was big for whatever reason I don't think it should have been big I think it's super stupid um but basically during summer league Wemby was chilling in Vegas he was walking around with his security team and Britney Spears Sam, <laughs> come on. I, I thought you were How'd serious you know it was for him? a second. All right. <clears throat> but basically she went up to Wemby and I have a video. TMZ put out a video um, of when like going up, she went through his security team to tap him on the shoulder. And one of the security guards swung his arm around and hit her in the face. Now there's a lot of, did he mean to hit her in the face? Was he just trying to like get whoever it was away? He didn't know who it was. Yeah, Maybe he was doing his job. So let's share a screen here. This is the video. Wow, we're going to the uh, monitor. Yeah, this is this is 
review here. Yeah. Um, let's take a look. This is video. Oh, yes. I forgot. Actually, I'll yes, do it. You yes. just do the video. I'm saying you have the permission too, buddy. Come I, on. I forget you, that I do. Give me, give me a little help here. Let me know when he's We're off back. so I can play the video. Okay. So if you're watching on YouTube, here's the video of Britney Spears. And as you watch this security guard, wave the hand around, hit her in the face. Oh, she and didn't even get any like kind of blowback from that. Watch. Watch. You can see the contact here. You see what I'm saying? Just, like, oh, slap she never sold that. If, if she wants any kind of like sympathy on this, she has to go down. I'm, I right? think they do a slow mo. Maybe they do slow mo. Yeah, right here. Here's a slow mo of what happened. She he, doesn't. She's even like do rushing a whip him. The head back. It, it comes back a little bit, but she did get hit in the face. It is what it is. Now I lean on the side of there is a random person rushing at Victor Victor Wembanyama. What is the security supposed to do? Like, duh. At the same time, I don't think he meant to hit her in the face. It does suck. She got hit in the face, right? Like she, she did get hit in the face. Yeah. Now she has put out a video. Like she's demanded public, uh, public apology. I think she like filed a charge for battery or something. Like it's how does just that work I, with security professionals. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think it's dumb. I don't think, um, she is in the right. I think it's whack that she's like now making this public stink, like directed at some nineteen-year-old kid like come on what are we doing here but sparked from this britney twitter <laughs> began posting victor Wembanyama's low lights on twitter <laughs> tough uh, tough for wemby to come out and have like a stinker that's of a what first it was summer league game that's what it was they posted Maybe he was um, shaken up i want to see if i can find the video there was some big britney like fan account that tweeted like a low light of victor Wembanyama. fans like this Oh, dude, yeah. There's a 57,000 follower fan account on Twitter. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and they also, like, they also don't understand basketball, and so they just make fun of him for things that don't make sense. Like, look, there's this. There's the Spurs are shutting I'm, down I'm Victor Wembanyama. Uh, yeah, get the, get the, the rattle screen. screen. So there was this. The Spurs are shutting down Victor for the rest of the summer league. And then they interpreted this as he stinks. They're shutting him down. Yeah. Laughing. So they don't, they don't, he quit. They don't, they don't get it exactly. We kind of quit. Yeah. There, there is, I'm trying to find more. Yeah. They're, oh, they're posting final scores. Trailblazers win. Yep. Trailblazers win. I like this. Got him again with the, uh, the thing. He was a Britney fan because I don't know if you saw the. Just not shaking Victor's hand. <laughs> uh, oh my God! There he goes, and it's Wembenyama. I, I don't know if this is a low light or whatever, but they they hate Victor Wembenyama now. They are. Uh, he got fouled there too, like, and this is like, <laughs> you like copyright. Uh, Turn it off. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what this is. It looks like they're chasing him down. He didn't uh, refuse he to apologize. He yeah. <laughs> he just ignored. Yeah, it's like I I don't know. They're they're like <laughs> they're obsessed with Victor Wembanyama now. I think it's super funny. Told ya and it, they vote. <laughs> yeah, they push up Bernie Spears and Akai Jones. <laughs> yeah, you guys and they they posted like this is the one that went viral. I do it's got think 11 million views. A non-basketball fan 
trying to pick out low light clips is one of the funniest things ever. Right? This is super funny. Because they're just like guessing. Yeah. I just think the whole thing's funny. My determination for Ratlist, Britney Spears' team or whatever, Ratlist. Shut up. Like, stop. I think it's dumb. I, I think it's stupid. Wemby I don't did think nothing the security wrong. guard went to. The security Agreed. guard was just doing his job. It doesn't look like he turned back and like looked and then swung his arm out. Yeah. I just think it's, hey, oh, this person's trying to touch my client. Maybe not. Yes. <clears throat> Agree. Agree. So I think that was dumb. Uh, but yeah, any rat list for you today? That that was my first rat list of the day. That Do I, I have a rat list today? I sure should. You've had all this time to think about one. Yeah, I've had all this time. I just don't have anything today. Nobody's pissed me off. Well, there you go. I can go again if you want to think about another one. Okay. My second rattlest of the day is my sister. Um, I have been snacking on veggie sticks lately. They've been my go-to snack. Big fan of veggie sticks. My sister goes to the grocery store with my mom, brings back veggie sticks with an X. And oh. instead of instead of veggie sticks, they are effectively these skinny, tiny veggie straws. And they are like 30% low fat as well. They're terrible. We'll not eat them. They're awful. They're not the same. So ratless my sister for that. For not getting me the correct veggie sticks. And you should uh, rat list uh, your chair too. Oh yeah, my chair. I actually got a new one. My new oh one yeah, look at that. Yeah, my, si- my sister. Uh, it's the exact same chair. Yeah. It's the same one. But my sister actually built it for me because I agreed to go do her a favor. So I said I'll do it if you build my chair, and she did it, which fire because I hate building these things. But I'm sitting in my chair the other night, and it creaks a little bit, and I can already feel it's a little broken. It's like leaning to one side. It's two years old, right? It's an old. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I, I go to sit back down, just collapses in, uh, under me. It, it, it was, it was as, as big cat said on one of the clips, yeah. sent me, it was a hum, humbling moment. Uh, it just, it just snapped right under me. I fell on my ass. Not fun. Ratless my chair for breaking and making me feel like 30. Put it to work. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Ratless uh, <laughs> scheduling. So <clears throat> this Sunday I will be playing in three men's league basketball games. Mm. Three. Yes. Two of yeah, them ratless you for not league. inviting me. I, I it's not my thing. I hate ratless anybody know. that's like, where's my invite for something that wasn't my plan? How about that? If you're trying uh, to invite right, yourself right. to stuff or get get mad at somebody for not including you in something that they didn't set up, you're you a rat. A, you're a you terrible person. And Obviously, I'm worst. joking, but if if you do it for real, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Anyways, I wouldn't sorry, snub continue. you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm fucking with you. Anyways, yeah. continue with your ratless scheduling. So I will be playing in three basketball games this Sunday. Last Sunday I played in two or really one and a half because also Ratlist other team in the second game didn't show up. How do you not show up to a Yeah, so game? we didn't even get to play a game. We played four on four half court. That's which was not a lot of exercise. Did you get the auto win though? Yes. So undefeated Take Sunday it. for Sam's men's leagues. Big time. Huge. The outdoor league we are pretty good in. The indoor mm. league we have had our ups and downs this season. The competition is much better. Mm. gotcha so are you in the playoffs for each or is this just still game? the outdoor league is just starting and i think everyone makes the indoor playoffs oh that's lame what yeah. how many teams are there i don't know that's lame still uh anyways all right uh i think that actually concludes my rattles i don't think i have anything else you have anything else yeah well in that case we can wrap up here it should be a good length episode we only recorded for an hour but we're recording summer league stuff later so i think it's it's tough for us to gauge how long this will be but Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it very, very much. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. What are we sitting at now? We are sitting at 860. Let's go take a look. 868 subscribers. We are so close to a thousand. That was our goal heading into the summer. And we have uh, we've gotten very close. 
we're, we're inching towards it very rapidly. Um, 868 subscribers showing a lot of love on the videos. We appreciate you subscribe to how about themselves. Let's leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify. And most importantly, leave a comment. Not only helps the YouTube algorithm, but I love reading them. It's my favorite part of my day. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'll let Sam take us out. Yes. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, hit the notification bell. So you don't miss any of our new uploads. We're trying to do one every single day. Sometimes you get multiple. If anything breaking happens, don't think you're getting any of that over the next couple of months. Sadly, it's starting to set in that we're not going to have anything to talk about. Um, aside from that, if you're on the streaming platforms, we appreciate you as well. Make sure you follow us there. Leave five stars and leave a nice review of us on Spotify or Apple or whatever other one. As for socials, at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. On Facebook, you will get any live stream that we do as well as the YouTube page. So make sure you're tuned into both of those. You don't want to miss those in the regular season, probably preseason too. Before every game, 30 minutes, we'll be there, Facebook and YouTube. So make sure you follow us there. You can follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack's Money NBA. You can follow me, at Sam with Friends NBA. That's it for us. Check, check